Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more you desire Him, the less you naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back. I am going to talk to you today. I made a list about four things to stop chaos in your life right now. And I know that even if you feel like maybe you personally don't have a lot of chaos in your life, I know that as a whole, collectively right now, there's a lot of chaos going on in the world and you must be feeling some sort of chaos in some way, shape, or form. And I really wanted to do this podcast today to bring some peace to the sound waves. Quite frankly, I am so exhausted mentally from all the negativity and all the stuff and all the chaos out there online and, um, you know, on the TV and the radio and just in life. And so I have always used my platform um, to point to Jesus. And I am not shying away from my opinions or shying away from the truth, but I just feel like there are plenty of people out there to share their opinions and to share, um, you know, all of that. And my calling is to point people to Jesus. So there's plenty of places out there where you can find, you know, all that stuff. And maybe your head is swirling like mine is these days. So, I would love to use my little, you know, 30 minutes here in podcast land to give you a little reprieve. And so we're going to talk about four things that um, can help you stop the chaos today in your life. Some of them personally and some of them just, you know, with all the stuff going on. Before we start, I'll thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an um, award-winning Christian homeschool curriculum provider. You guys know by now that I'm a homeschooling mom and I've used Apologia. We're, on, we're going on 15 years of homeschooling and I would say for 13 out of those 15 years, we have used Apologia in some way, shape, or form for at least one student, if not all. So I highly recommend them. If you go to Apologia.com, they have a huge list also of free resources. You can go under their homeschooling help and you will find um, free ebooks and activities for kids. And they have a fall in love with science activity ebook, the science of autumn activity ebook. They have a we the people elections, presidents and constitution activity ebook. And that's just a little sample of all the resources that they offer. So go on over to Apologia.com and check that out. So let me give you a few updates before I get into my four things. I wanted to tell you a little bit of our, I always say at the top of the show, um, how I keep it simple in my homeschool and life on our hobby farm. So I'm going to actually update you a little bit on those things. Um, And before I even do that, I also want to just remind you a couple of things. My new homeschooling book called The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, is available on Amazon. It was a number one best-selling 
homeschooling. Uh, I'm sorry, number one new release in Christian homeschooling books. When it was released, it was on that uh, chart for about two weeks. I was really excited. So many of you have written to me already to tell me that you're enjoying the book. If you read Called Home and you like that book, this is like Called Home, the sequel. So I would love for you to go and check out the book. It's on Amazon and Kindle and in paperback. As always, my homeschooling books are all available on Amazon, Called Home and also Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. Also, if you're a homeschooling family, my e-courses are always available. The Simplify Your Homeschool e-course and the Bible-Based Homeschooling e-course, I will link to those in the show notes. I know many of you at this time of the year, maybe you had high hopes for your homeschooling year. You got off to a great start and now things are starting to, I don't know, the wheels are starting to fall off the bus. That always seems to happen. Like, you know, you get about six weeks in and things start to be like, hmm. So if you're feeling a little bit discouraged, I would encourage you to go check out all the homeschooling resources I offer at simplylivingforhim.com. Maybe you'd like one of the e-courses. Maybe you need one of the books to encourage you. Or maybe you need a homeschool consulting appointment. I also do offer homeschooling consulting where I uh, set up one hour phone calls with my clients, either on the phone or video call. And so maybe you need some of that. You can go over and find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com. If you are not a homeschooler, I've got the best uh, resource for you. Our Simply Living for Him online women's community is a thriving community of women. We have almost a thousand members at this point, women from all around the world, all ages and stages of life. We come there to study the Bible together, to um, encourage one another, to fellowship, to pray together. And you can find that at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. It is completely free, all of it. The Bible studies, everything. I teach the Bible studies. Um, We have different things going on every month in the community, so I'd encourage you to check that out out. So let's get now to our four things. Oh, I didn't update you. Duh. (laughs) I want to quickly update you. Life on the hobby farm and how I keep it simple. Well, today we lost. Okay. We had, we had at one time 13 chickens. Um, Then we had been down to three of our original girls. And we also just got 12 new chickens. Now we're going to be doing some math here. We got 12 new chickens We had three left of our old chickens. This has been a terrible year for predators. Terrible year. We've had many chickens lost to predators. Um, So we were down to three old lady chickens. They're five years old. And um, we had 12 new ones. Two new ones died. Uh, I guess of sickness. They did not get taken by a predator. They just really kill over and died. Um, That has never happened to us before. We have never lost a chicken to sickness, but you know, 2020. Um, (laughs) This has been the year that everything that's never happened before has happened. And so just today, just before I was recording the podcast, my husband and I went walking outside. We've been trying to, I've been trying to walk every single day. And I, I am so... Um, happy that I have now it's been two weeks I think today since I started this and I've only missed my walk a couple of times like if I had a headache or we just I just couldn't get it in that day but for the most part almost every day I've taken my walk and so we were after supper walking on the property this is kind of a funny story. We were walking on the property, um, and that's how I do my walk. I just literally walk laps around our property here. And so we're walking, and all of a sudden, Steve's like, what is that over there? And we see a chicken. 
and she's coming out of like our woods, which is completely on the other side of the property from the chicken coop, completely a place where they normally don't ever go because I don't know, the chickens, they have no business going out there in the woods. It's probably safer for them not to. Plus, to get to where she was, she would have had to walk clear across the property of all open area, which chickens, at least ours, don't ever do that because they're afraid. You know, they don't want to be vulnerable. They usually stay close to the house or under the decks or, you know, undercover somewhere. And so we see her walking out of the woods area. And we're like, that is so weird. And she's by herself. And that's even weirder because they always do things together. Again, they feel safer. And we're like, I was like, Steve, I seriously think our chicken has dementia. (laughs) I was like, because she's getting old. I was like, that's just, I'm, I'm worried about her. Like, that's so weird. Why would she be wandering out there? I'm like, silver alert, silver alert. Like, why would the chicken be wandering out there alone? And so we sort of thought that was strange. And then... I said, you know, about an hour ago, I heard the chickens underneath my bedroom window making a whole ruckus. The last time that happened, the ruckus wasn't just that they were being chickens and, you know, fighting with each other. Something had taken them. So we're like, oh, no, maybe that ruckus I heard was something bad. And maybe she was hiding out in the woods. Lo and behold, the next thing we find is two piles of chicken feathers and two missing chickens. So now we have lost two more chickens. Um, but on a happy note, we still have our other 10 chickens. We have two, um, two ducks that I adore and absolutely love. If you want to simplify your life, get some chickens and ducks. They calm you down. You can watch them all day long. It's like therapy. Um, and then we have our two goats who today, coincidentally, is their two-year anniversary of being with us. We got them two years ago today. So... Even though life on a little hobby farm, you know, we we live on a pretend farm. We are by no way real farmers. We can barely keep our garden alive Uh, (laughs) and our chickens for that matter. Even though sometimes it can be somewhat, you know, complicated. It's a lot of work. It is still very simple. There's something lovely about just getting back to, you know, taking care of animals, taking care of these, you know, creatures and, you know, watching them just do the things that God created them to do and um, taking care of the garden and growing our food and, you know, walking outside at night on my property. So we feel so blessed to live here and we're so grateful for our little hobby farm. Um, Now, homeschool update. I want to tell you that I'm still, if you guys are interested, I put up in the beginning of the year on my YouTube channel the video that shows all the curriculum we're using for this year because many people asked at the beginning of the year to see it or to talk if I would talk about it. So I made a video. You can find that on the YouTube channel. Um, And I have to say, we're, you know, about six weeks in and I am still loving everything we're doing. We have three uh, left that I'm homeschooling, a senior, a 10th grader, and a 6th grader. And we're just loving it. Um, So three days a week, we do our work together in the morning. We are doing U.S. government. Our big thing together we do is U.S. government. And um, right now we are discussing like biblical characteristics of a leader. Uh, pretty appropriate for the times we're living in. And um, we're also, we also are reading together our literature and we just read Lord of the Flies and wow, was there so much in there that we discussed and that uh, we just talked about. We read it together. I read it out loud with them. 
And again, it ties into all this, these qualities of a leader and just so much stuff, which I could do a whole podcast on. But um, so homeschool's going well. Things are going well. And then my oldest son is actually working two days a week. He's going to be a senior. He's only really doing three-ish classes uh, formally with me. And then his work is um, like his kind of like a work study, his electives. And then my other son is still doing well in his uh, work and and my youngest we're doing work together so things are going well one and actually I'll tie this into my first thing to stop chaos um, this is going to be a more practical thing to, to stop some of the chaos in your life because I want to tie it into this and then we're really going to talk about some heart stuff because you know that's really what I do um, but one of the biggest things if you want to stop chaos so I am often, I am not, you know, people think the Simply Living for Him lady, she must be like this organized and, uh, you know, super organized uh, person and keeps it simple and minimalist and all that. By nature, I'm really not. And by nature, I'm more of a spontaneous fly by the seat of my pants, free spirit. (laughs) And so for me to instill like an order in my life, it takes discipline. But if I put too much like of a um, schedule or a, you know, boundaries on my day, I get, I I often get defeated because if one day it goes bad, then like it's hard for me to get back on track. So a few weeks ago, um, I made sort of like a schedule-ish for myself just for the weekdays and I wrote down the priorities that I have. I talked about this on my Instagram stories, Um, the priorities that I have for personal goals, you know, for the day. And then I have my um, homeschooling tasks for the day. And then I have my work or my ministry tasks for the day. And I can't tell you how, what you know, much I'm so thrilled that I'm sticking to it. And it's actually brought so much order to my day and so much less chaos. Um, and it's not like big and involved because I'm not a big involved, you all know me. I always talk about like, you know, it's not about having the perfect system. It's about having the perfect heart, uh, not perfect heart, but it's about how your heart is, um, you know, inclined. And so I've been really spending a lot of time with the Lord lately. I would probably say more than ever because I'm teaching in the Simply Living for Him online community so that I'm teaching Bible study. And so I'm preparing literally every day. I'm I'm studying every day. I'm learning every day. And so I have to tell you, when you get that heart pointed in the right direction and you're seeking the Lord and you're really focused on him, things really do fall into place, you know, in the other areas. And the good thing is that sometimes I get off track a little bit from the tasks that I plan for the day, but for the most part, I'm able to get right back on because I didn't make it a strict schedule. Like I have to do this from nine to 10 and this from 11 to 12. I just listed it by tasks. There's like a few main things for our school every day that I want to get done and certain assignments and things I want to do with my boys. Then there's the personal things that I put down. And really the main personal thing, it's really the only personal thing I put down is um, obviously my Bible study time and then my walk and prayer um, walk and sermon time I call it so I've been trying to walk every day if I've talked about before but I was diagnosed this year with a heart issue not a spiritual heart issue <laughs> a physical heart issue um, and it sounds like when I say that I have a heart issue don't we all but it's a physical heart issue and I, I really do need to exercise and so um, that's part of the treatment so to speak and so um <clears throat> 
I've been trying to say, you know, I really need to do this. Because many, 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 many times I'll say, I need to do this. And I get, you know, I'm going to walk every day and I do it one day. And then, you know, I fall off the wagon very easily. But I've kind of tied it in to my praying time or my uh, study time or my sermon time. I love to listen to sermons. So I do my walk and listen to a sermon. And sometimes I don't listen. I just pray. And so that has been wonderful. Now, I don't know what's going to happen when it gets super duper cold because I do not like the cold. But for right now, it's going well. Uh, Several times Steve has joined me on the walk. And then it's actually just, you know, we get to talk time. So that's been really good. Um, And then my ministry time, what I did was every day I have like, so I broke it up for the five days, but each day I do different tasks. So for instance, you know, I'll look at my list right here. I'll be real with you and look at it right here. On Mondays, it says to record the Bible study um, video for my Simply Living for Him community, record a devotional. Um, Let me see. Work on projects. I have a list of ongoing projects. Uh, And then post different links, you know, promote my whatever, my products and things. And then Thursday, I left as a pray day. So it's like anything that I, I want to do upcoming in the ministry or things that are currently happening, I'm just praying about them. And I'm really just taking that day to pray over the ministry. Tuesdays is like administration day, you know, where I keep up with the um, income and expenses and any other like emails I have to send or anything like that. So that's what I've been doing. And it's brought so much like peace to my week. And a lot of like, it's so simple. Like, I wish I could sit here and be like, let me tell you about this system I created. It's literally a list. I don't have any fancy anything. I have a plain old planner that I got for $10 on clearance at uh, Hobby Lobby or something, or Michael's Craft Store maybe. And I literally just printed out a sheet that says like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like so that the tasks are always the same. And then in my planner, I kind of like transferred them in there. And it is so easy and so simple. And yet it's brought peace because then I look at it and I say like, okay, so these are the tasks I have to do. Otherwise, I used to sit down and be like, all right, I'm going to work now. All right, what do I have to do? And I have like this ongoing list. And then there's some things I want to do sometimes and other things. Now this way, everything has its place. Okay, Tuesdays is the day I work on administration day. So I don't even have to think about it the other days. Or, you know, uh I always say I want to I want to make sure I'm like praying over everything. Well, I know that Thursdays is like hardcore focus on praying. And then I know that this is the day I record my Bible study. So I know that I need to prepare for it beforehand. So it's just been really good. It's so simple and so easy, but it stops a lot of chaos in my life. Um, and especially even with homeschooling, you know, I am not a big lesson planner, but this helps me to really, you know, have a loose plan of these are the things I want to do. And it's been working out really well. Now, I also have been trying to meal plan again. So I am not a big fancy meal planner. I've been sharing on my Instagram stories only because my Instagram followers out there tell me they like it. So I keep sharing. I've been sharing our simple suppers every day. And they're, you know, really simple. Like if you want to see really simple, I am not a Pinterest perfect. I am not a, uh, you know, food network, anything. We have simple, we just want to eat. (laughs) We have simple meals. So I've been trying to meal plan again. And that is as easy as I'm not cooking like, you know, 30 meals on a Sunday. I'm not doing freezer meals. I'm not doing a big, huge haul at the store. 
I'm literally writing down like five to seven meals for the five to seven days ahead, um, making sure I have the ingredients for them and switching out if I need to, if, you know, things change. But it's been helping a lot because I don't have to like stress out about dinner at dinner time. So that is what I've been doing with that. And um, let's get to the heart stuff now. That's a little bit of practical stuff to stop the chaos. Um, Partially, I tell you that stuff to keep myself accountable. Because now that I talked about it, I'm going to be like, Karen, stick to the system here. (laughs) I hate to call it a system because it's not. How about a list? Karen, stick to your list. You told your listeners about it. So maybe that'll keep me in, especially when I, I know I need to walk and I don't want to. I'll say, Karen, you told your listeners. So maybe it'll hold me accountable. All right. So that's my first thing. The next thing I'm going to tell you if you want to stop chaos, I feel like this is a no-brainer, but let's talk about it anyway, because I feel like we all know this, but none of us are able to do it these days. Get offline and get in the word and get in real life. Today, I was really at the height of feeling discouraged and uh, um, just disgusted, quite frankly. Um, you know, I even tried to post something I thought was very positive. I, You all know that I refuse to use my space of the internet as a place to, um, you know, to get, uh, I, I, to cause division. There's enough division. I don't want my place to be a place of um, arguing. Like I see sometimes people post something and it's like, boom, all of a sudden all the comments are arguing. I don't want to be responsible for a bunch of people arguing. That's not to say I don't have opinions and I don't believe truth shouldn't be spoken. The truth, though, that I always speak is just going to be the truth of Jesus that no one can dispute. And so, you know, I am not shying away from the truth. I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, not sharing. I just feel like that is not my calling because I see what happens. You share one thing, an opinion or a headline or something. And it's like, you can hear the, just like this, like ax fall. And all of a sudden you just see like comments and comments and comments and it gets ugly very quickly. I'm all about, you know, if I want to get together with somebody in person and we have different opinions, Hey, let's talk about it. Or let's, you know, just look each other in the eye. I honestly believe if we would get off the internet and look people in the eye, we're not going to have these problems because when you're with somebody in real life, you're not going to say those mean and nasty things that people are saying online. They say it because they're behind a screen. When you're with somebody physically, I would hope you're not going to call names or use, you know, horrible tones. You look people in the eye and you remember we're all humans and it kind of brings it down a level. And so anyway, even I tried to post something positive today that had nothing to do with what's going on, but apparently it struck a chord and it started to cause problems. And I'm just like, you know what? The only truth I can post right now is Jesus because there is no one going to dispute that truth. And if they do, well, then, you know. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm team Jesus over here. <laughs> so anyway, really get to know others. But most of all, here's what I'm going to say. You want to get rid of chaos. And this is basically what I say at the beginning of the show. You know, the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. You want to get rid of chaos and you want to get rid of all this negativity that's going on in the world. It's it's not even about getting offline and, and you know, having these conversations. It's get to know Jesus. Get to know God. Get in the word. Because when you get to know him, all of a sudden, you don't really desire to go into this big argument with somebody. 
we have opinions about what's going on in the world and we have, you know, we're standing solid on the truth of God. But when we know him and we know the truth and we know, you know, we're filled up on that. I mean, I guess that's why I say I don't desire to go and cause arguing. Like I, I'm not going to post something that I know is going to cause arguing. So when you're filled up with the truth and you're filled up with God, it just, it kind of puts things into perspective where you're kind of just like, I don't really want to be online right now. I'm hanging out with the Lord. I'm hanging out in his word. And it makes you want to just get out there and connect with people and share Jesus. The more I study God's word, I mean, I have been in the word, like I said, so much lately for this Bible study that we're doing on Psalm 119. It's not too late to join. You want to join us? Come on, jump on in anytime. Um, And it's been incredible, but it changes you. It changes you from the inside out. I don't desire to read the nasty comments. I don't desire to get involved in that. I desire him. I desire him above everything else in this world. It's not that I don't care what's going on. I absolutely do. Believe me. And I know that we are in difficult times. But how on earth do you get through these types of times if you're not filled up on God's word? If we could get in our Bibles the same amount of time that we're spending right now bickering on the internet or, you know, reading every article we can or reading all the comments or whatever it is, if we could spend all that time in the Bible, we would be a transformed people. You know, so people say we have to speak the truth and we have to share the truth and all that. The truth is going to fall on deaf ears because they're blinded. They won't, they won't change unless God changes them. And so our job, I mean, it's not that we don't, we don't share the truth. But what is our intent? I want to share the truth because I want people to come to know Christ. And no one's going to come to know Christ if I'm yelling at them because they're only going to hear me yelling at them or see me online, you know, talking down to them or, you know, spewing out this rhetoric. Only God is going to change this world. We need to be praying more than ever. You want to get rid of chaos? Get on your knees and pray. The more time we spend with him, the more transformed we are, the more likely we are to represent Christ out there in a loving way, in a way where people can really see him. I think people will recognize us more and be more willing to listen when they when we're, you know, out an outflow of the fruits of the spirit. We don't want to look like the world. The world is angry. The world is yelling. The world is, you know, uh, using all kinds of negative words. But you pop in there and you share the love of Christ. In fact, I had something happen today between um, a a Christian and and myself, somebody I know. And she came to me and was like, I don't like what you said. And you know what? You know what I did? I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. And I said to her, I am so sorry. You are right. I shouldn't have said that. And all of a sudden, it was like the most lovey-dovey, you know, back and forth um, messages. Because it felt like... This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way Christ wants us to behave. 
He doesn't want us to be constantly trying to prove. I mean, the gospel speaks for itself. We have to stop trying to think that, like, we have to prove it, prove it, prove it. The gospel is going to speak for itself. But no one's going to listen when we're constantly negative. And so I would encourage you between now and the next few weeks, which I will be quite honest, I'm scared. I, <laughs> I'm i not really like scared, scared, but I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Christians, we need to be praying like never before, and we need to be sharing the gospel like never before. Don't worry. Somebody out there will share that headline. Somebody out there will share that statistic. Somebody else out there will share all that stuff. Quite frankly, no one is hearing our side right now. So if I'm going to use my space on the internet, I'm going to use it to share the gospel. I put on my Facebook every day, not every day, uh, every week, I would say, or as often as I think of it. I have free Bibles. If anybody would like a Bible, it has changed my life. Would you like to know more about the Bible? Come on over my house and I'll teach you. Hey, you know, Jesus changed my life. I have peace. I, I understand this life now. I was in a really bad place and then I gave my life to Jesus and everything changed. Would you like to know more? Come on over for a free Bible. Hey, if you don't want to know more, but you just want a free Bible, send me your address. I'll send you a free Bible. No questions asked. I've been putting those things up there. And you know what? People have responded. And I believe that when God changes hearts is the only way we're going to change anything in this country and in this world. So I would encourage you for that. Um, so we're going to try to keep it positive, right? We're going to try to have some order in our personal life, some order, uh, in our online life, in our public life. And then, you know, don't, here's, if you want to get rid of chaos, this is my number three that I thought, if you want to get rid of chaos, get rid of the narratives in your head. I find far too much lately because number one, because we can't be with people as much, most likely a lot of us are still, you know, not able to do as much socially as we used to. And we find ourselves socializing more online. And we're creating more narratives in our head online when you can't be with people and see them face to face and truly get to know them, like get to know your people. Get to know the people that God has put in your life. Get to know the people at church. Get to know the people in your homeschool co-op. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know people. Because otherwise what we do is we think we know them and we make a narrative in our head by what they post online or, you know, we we make it up. We And I included in this. I'm not saying I haven't done this. That's why I'm talking about it. We can, I've done, I will give you an example. I did this years ago. Somebody was um, emailing me about something and I was emailing them back. We were working together on something. I didn't really know them very well at all, at all. I just kind of very uh, casually knew them as an acquaintance when we had to work together on something. And I got this email and I was like, I don't like her tone and she's mean and all this. And I'm, I'm being quite honest. I did what many of us do. We create a narrative in our head. All of a sudden, I think I thought I knew this person by one lousy email. And when I was with her in person later on, and she talked to me and we started to talk and I, she started to tell me all the things that had been going on in her life. And could you pray for this? And could you pray for that? And I had no idea. I didn't know this woman at all. I had created a narrative in my mind. 
And you know what? We're doing that left and right now. And I felt so bad at that time. I was like, Karen, are you kidding me? Like, get to know people. Then I realized, number one, the tone that I thought was there in this email wasn't. We do that often, right? And number two, I almost felt like that woman had every right to have a tone. She's going through a hard time. And so stop the narrative in your head. You know, stop thinking you you understand, you know, we do this now. Like I said, we're online so much. I feel like we're making this like false world in our heads of like, you know, what people think and what they do and who they are. And we're not really getting to know people in real life anymore. So stop the narrative in your head because that causes a lot of chaos. It causes a lot of clutter in your mind, number one. And then it causes these chaotic relationships, right? Because you have these assumptions, they might have assumptions, and all of a sudden, the relationships are very chaotic. And then this happened to me recently. I just felt so lonely at some points. And it wasn't even necessarily because, you know, of just not being out socially. I was just creating a lot of narratives in my head and feeling like nobody cares, nobody this, nobody that. Meanwhile, was I doing anything? Was I out there trying to connect? No. And so, you know, I had to kind of give myself a talking to and be like, look, if you're not, if you're not connecting with these people the right way in real life, you have no business feeling the way you do because you're just making it up. Now, if you get together with somebody and they're really mean to you in real life, that's a different story. (laughs) But often we create narratives in our minds. We create them about people we don't know, that we, you know, famous people and all that. We create them about people we do know. We create them about everything. So get rid of the, the voices in your head. Listen to God. If you want to fill your mind with something during the day, don't fill it with your own narratives about people. Don't fill it with the online stuff. Like I said, we're making all these fake little worlds out there. Connect with people as best as you can. If you can't get together with people in real life because of, you know, socially distancing things wherever you live, you know, where I am right now, things aren't too hard. We're able to like, you know, get together and stuff. But if you're not comfortable doing that, If you are not able to do that, we have a phone. It's not as good as seeing somebody eye to eye in person. I mean, you do have FaceTime, which is sort of eye to eye in person, even though sometimes there's that delay. It's still hard. Um, But if you can't get together in person, you can hear their voice. You can call them up. I am the worst of the worst when it comes to phone calls. So I, I get that that's hard sometimes. I am really bad at keeping up with calling people. Um, That's something that I'm trying to work on, but you know, if you can't get together in, in real life, at least you have voice to voice. You can hear the other person. Or like I said, FaceTime, you can see them. So connect with other people. Don't develop something in your mind that isn't really there. Because that, I think, is bringing a lot of chaos to our lives these days. And the last one I'm going to say, because of course I want to keep this, I said, my space on the internet. I want to keep it positive. And I want to use every chance I get that I know that somebody might be listening that doesn't know the truth of the cross. You want to have less chaos in your life? Focus on the cross. The cross where Jesus died. And if you don't know that truth, I would encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, to open it up. If you if you don't have a Bible, I was going to say, to reach out to me and I'll give you one. Um, I will send you one for free. 
if you do have one, open it up. Remind yourself of the truth of the cross because the world that we live in is not our home. We are passing through here and how we behave here is a reflection of what we believe about God and it is a reflection of what we believe about the cross. How we behave here is an outflow of our relationship with the Lord. So if you focus on the cross every day, focus on the cross and say to yourself, wait a minute, I once was dead. You know, that's why the world that we live in is so chaotic because everybody that is apart from Christ is living for the flesh. Apart from Christ, they're not living by the Holy Spirit. So of course there's disorder and chaos. So number one, we have to look at that and remember These people need Jesus. These people need Jesus. These people need Jesus. They don't need your narrative. They don't need you spewing out more statistics. And they don't need you uh, sharing the latest headlines or all that. They need Jesus first and foremost. And then remind yourself of the truth of the cross. That we were once dead and separated from God, because we had been born into sin. Apart from God, we are sinners. That is the truth. God in his perfect and holy self cannot be in our presence if we are sinners. It's just the nature of who he is. He is perfect and holy. He cannot be in the presence of something that is not perfect and holy. And there is no way to get to him. But he sent Jesus. Jesus died on the cross as a um, substitute, as a payment for something that we could never do. And I remember that when I heard this for the first time, when I really heard it, when somebody sat down and explained to me, I thought, this is the craziest story I ever heard. This is too good to be true, first of all. Somebody paid for my sin, and now all of a sudden I'm okay. No, that's really, that's the truth. He took your sin so that when you die, you will be able to be in God's presence forever. This world is not forever. Do you ever think about forever, how long forever is? I used to be terrified when I was a little girl, the thought of forever. And the thought of, I don't know what's going to happen when I die. And as a young woman, when I understood the truth of the cross, and it really, really sunk in, I will never stop praising him for saving me. I didn't deserve it. There is absolutely nothing you can do to earn salvation. You can never be good enough because... Only Jesus was perfect. God sent Jesus to show him the exact representation of himself. And now we have that model and his written word, which every word of the Bible is true. And it is, um, the, it is, uh, you know, his story. It is everything he wants us to know is in that word. You know, people are searching for the truth left and right. I'll find a headline. I'll find this. What's the truth? The only truth we know for absolute sure is God's word. And God's word 
for me, open my eyes to understand. And I'm understanding every day. I'm st- I mean, we're always going to be students of the word. I tell my ladies that in the community. We're never going to understand it all. But every day he shows me more and more and more. I used to be an anxious person. I used to be consumed with worry. And before I met Christ, I was a sinner. I'm still a sinner. I was a rebel. I was completely separated from anything godly. And I can only say and testify to the fact that there is a God and that what Jesus did is true by the mere fact that I have seen my entire life transform. I think differently. I act differently. Therefore, I behave differently because he transforms us from the inside out. So if you want to get rid of chaos in your life, remind yourself of the cross. Remind yourself of what is truly important. That all this stuff on the earth that we're all fighting about, yes, it's important while we are here. But this is not forever. The most important thing is that we are building his kingdom, not our own little earthly kingdoms. We may not get our way on election day, but God is still on the throne. We may not get our way in, you know, politics and in the country, but Jesus is king and I only bow down to him. So if things don't go my way on election day, I still worship Jesus and I say, how do I behave in these circumstances? Because I know the truth of the cross and I know Jesus I'll say it again. I say it a hundred times lately. Paul was imprisoned in jail and he praised God. He wrote most of the first Testament while he was the first Testament, the new Testament while he was in jail. And he wrote Philippians, a book of joy while he was imprisoned. I will be joyful no matter what happens on November 3rd. I will be joyful because I worship the Lord. That doesn't mean to say I won't, you know, be upset if things don't go my way. But I also know that is not a surprise to God. He knows what's going to happen on November 3rd. He knows what's going to happen next year. He knows what's going to happen 10 years from now. And I pray every day that, Lord, please let Jesus return. But. If he returned tomorrow, do you know him? Does your family know him? Does does everyone you come in contact know him? That should be our priority, building the kingdom. So those are my lists of four things to stop chaos, to stop chaos maybe in our personal lives. I gave you a practical reason in our minds um, and most of all in our lives that we would focus on the cross. Again, I want to use my space here. God has given me um, this space, I believe. He has called me to do what I do. And I will only use it to share the truth. The truth of the cross, the truth of Jesus. So I hope this encouraged you. I want to hear from you. If this encouraged you, let me know. Share it with your friends. Let's get out there and be lights for Christ. Yes, I know the things that are going on in this world are important and we need to share truth, but let's not get so caught up in sharing that, that we forget that God is on the throne. So I thank you for listening and until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.